Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. At the track, the wall, she's called. Welcome to our Braves Recap Show. It's your first chance to react to the Braves and Astros. 2020 was last year. This is a whole different team. The Braves Recap Show is on. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Health. The Georgia Department of Health encourages Braves fans to support the home team. Go Braves. Visit dph.georgia.gof forward slash COVID hyphen vaccine. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, Atlanta. We've got to wait a little bit longer for this Braves team to bring it home as they were unable to do so tonight in Game 5 at home. Braves lose 9-5 to and now still lead the series just three games to two. Caleb Johnson in with my co-host tonight, Knox Bardeen, as we try to break it all down tonight. First off, Knox, just want to turn it over to you for a minute just to get your initial thoughts on on what you thought out of a night that, man, we really thought we could clinch this thing at home. We we went into the game thinking that, and we didn't get too far into the game before we got really excited with that 4-0 lead. And then slowly the Houston Astros started pecking away. It was a a night of roller coaster emotions and going from high to – Okay, some anxiety and then just some lows, and we'll get through all that over the course of the next hour or so, Caleb. It was just, it was a tough night, emotionally speaking. If you're leaving the ballpark tonight or if you're at home or if you're just driving around, whatever be the case, we want to hear from you. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line and also how you can call in so we can hear from you to try to get that raw emotion. I'll be honest with you, Knox. As a as a diehard Braves fan, I have been for a long time. I was really looking forward to this being the night to clinch it in front of the home ballpark, in front of what I heard on the broadcast, 130,000 people they estimated or somewhere around the battery. Now, I don't know. I uh, My dad's a preacher, and I feel like that was a bit of a preacher's <laughs> count. Uh, absolutely. But that being said, there was a ton of people out at uh, Truist Park, out at the Battery tonight, who were looking for the Braves to bring it home, but they were unable to do so as they lose tonight 9-5. to Let's start where, where we kind of got started tonight and where the excitement really began, which was that first inning where we see Solaire reach after Bregman missed that ball at third, and, you, and you, you know it's like, okay, well, it's not the game one home run that we got out of, <laughs> out of Solaire, but Jorge Soler has just been so clutch that uh, you kind of felt something going. It was also interesting just the fact that Jorge Soler was at the top of the lineup tonight. Some some lineup changes tonight for the Braves. Also some lineup changes tonight for the Astros that seemed to work out pretty well for them. But the one thing I wanted to stay on is just the fact that 
we get a a bases loaded situation. So Lair reaches. Uh, I think it was Riley who doubled. Rosario gets the walk. And then Adam Duvall steps up to the plate and drives it completely out of the ballpark. Everybody's going wild. The Braves have a 4 nothing lead. And I can't remember the stat right now, but it, it's something like, what is it, like 28-7 and seven or 27-8? and eight, Somewhere around that of whichever team scores first in this postseason. So far in this postseason, that's what it was. But if you look at it last night, that didn't happen. Exactly. And again tonight, that didn't happen. So that stat got thrown out the window really quickly. Yeah, but I think it was still it was one for Braves fans that we kind of wanted to hold on to. You know, it was this idea of getting out, and I think it 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 was so different because it was a grand slam. I mean, it was just this this all over feeling. Uh, I, I don't know. I was overcome with emotion and just this. We can do this thing. I mean, to jump out to a four nothing lead, especially when you knew it was going to be tough with the fact that Tucker Davidson was on the mound. Uh, another young guy going out for this, uh, to, to start another game, another rookie, another, you know, situation that that has a, that had a lot of booty holes clinched, I would say, in this one. You know, just, just very nervous. What did you think uh, initially, uh, Knox, of hearing that Tucker Davidson was going to get the start? It, it didn't surprise me. I, I threw it out last night that the, Snicker might go with a, a starter on short rest, but sure. um, I, it didn't surprise me when Tucker Davidson w- was the guy. We've been talking about Jesse Chavez for, for a while. That didn't happen, so maybe you could argue that. But to be honest, Tucker Davidson did everything he was supposed to do in the first inning. Uh, that first inning, um, Walker Brantley didn't hurt him. He got the double play right after that. It was the second inning where he got into some trouble, and then we're going to get into some decisions about that. So, I, you know, Tucker Davidson it didn't bother me one bit, and I think – as an opener goes, not a starter, but as an opener goes, he did his job in early on. Yeah, I, the one thing I wanted to talk about with Tucker Davidson is is obviously the early things, the good things, which were, you know, before it got out of hand, this idea of how crazy it is this this 25-year-old kid is getting the ball to start a game. We had Dylan Lee last night. That one didn't work out as obviously as it was planned, and, and it felt like a, a mistake at least in my opinion, it felt like that. But tonight, it was like, okay, well, we're getting a true starter, at least in Tucker Davidson, a guy who, you know, in fairness, only make five starts. And I know that was around the same number that Dylan Lee had made. He would only made five appearances. Right. Uh, but for Tucker Davidson, you know, his fifth start ever, uh, I thought it was wild with him being 25 years old that he wasn't alive when the Braves won their first World Series, which it was kind of, you know, I was putting all of these thoughts together in my head tonight. It was like, how sweet would it be for, for you know, Tucker Davidson to be the guy that kind of brings it home for the Braves. He was also a guy who was watching game one on TV like the rest of us regular folks, just for the fact that uh, what I, I assume he was not even really on the taxi squad. He was just a guy who was available, a guy that they would be able to turn to. Obviously, he was one who watched Charlie Morton get hit in the leg and ultimately leave with a what we later learned was a fracture. But I think it's it's just so wild that all of this has been going on in just this World Series. The fact that Tucker Davidson was watching Game 1 and then steps into Game 5, and, and you want, as a Braves fan, you want him to have this heroic moment uh, and and like you said, Knox, he gets through that first inning, 
The second inning is where it seems like you know it, it gets a little a little murky, a little uncomfortable. Uh, but then comes the real decision where Brian Snicker sends Tucker Davidson out in the third. Good decision, bad decision. Obviously, we know how it worked out now in hindsight, you know, 2020, of course. But I guess what were you thinking in the moment there? Why is he going back out there? But it, sure. you got the answer to that question when he came up to bat in the bottom of the second inning. Yeah. My, you're really screaming, why is this guy hitting right here? So, yeah, I, I think a lot of people had trouble with, with Tucker Davidson hitting. He had gone out and did his opener's job. Yeah, the second inning was tough. He, he got a, that quick out. Then I think it went single walk, double. Is that how it went in the second? But um, you're, you still leave that second inning, and you've got the lead. Let's get Chavez in there at that point. Let's get a hitter up there instead of him. See if you can manufacture something more instead of staying at four runs. That was a mistake in my book. Yeah, I, I see it the same way. It was it was a really tough decision. I'm trying to I, I'm trying to put myself in Brian Snickers, you know, in, in his shoes in that moment of what he was trying to do. And it just seems like after we had heard all series that Brian Snicker was going into each game saying, I've got to win tonight. And you you know, and you're thinking to yourself, well, that's really true for the the guy on the other side of the ballpark and Dusty Baker. He was really having to manage for his life. But hearing Brian Snicker come out and tell us after what three after games three, four, uh after those two, that you know, we're, we're pitching and we're we're playing, we're doing all of this to win this game, it felt like sending Tucker Davidson out in that third inning was a bit of a I really want to save my arms for later. What do you think, Braves fans? 404-741-0929. We want to hear from you. Like we said, if you're in the car coming home from the ballpark, if you were at the battery tonight, if you're just driving around or you're at home, we want to hear from you. Where is your stress level and, well, who's to blame for tonight? Caleb Johnson in with Knox Bardeen on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back to our Braves recap show on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. All right, Atlanta. We've got one more that has to be won for the Braves to have a championship, and they haven't done it so far as they fall tonight at home. Braves lose 9-5 to to the Houston Astros, and now we'll head to Houston for game six. Caleb Johnson in with my co-host Knox Bardeen. As we want to hear from you, 404-741-0929. Look, where is your stress level tonight as the Braves aren't able to get it done in front of the home fans? And, you know, who who do you really put the blame of this game on? Yeah, there's there's plenty of options but uh, and, and unfortunately, there's one that I'm, I'm afraid a lot of us are, are thinking but uh, where are you putting the blame tonight, and, and you know where's that stress level at? Uh, I do want to get to something. The Georgia Department of Public Health encourages Braves fans to support the home team. Go Braves! Visit dph.georgia.gof forward slash COVID hyphen vaccine. Braves fans, it's it's a tough one tonight as the Braves fall nine to five in in a way that. I'll be honest, I didn't see coming. I don't know about you, Knox. I, you know, I, I feel like this caught us all off guard just for the fact that the Braves get up four runs to none with a grand slam in the first inning. And then from there, 
Houston did tonight what they've kind of been doing all postseason, which is chip away at teams until they ultimately get back into this one. And unfortunately, it doesn't go our way as it, it gets messy when, uh, well, really in that in that fifth inning there when A.J. Minter came in. Um, you know, I just, <laughs> how tough is it that it, it was A.J. that kind of is the one that falls apart after he's been so consistent for so long? He's pitched a lot. I mean, let's face it. A lot of these guys, the guys that the Braves have relied upon throughout the, the first part of this series have pitched a lot. So this Houston Astros team can hit. We came into this series looking at them saying this team can hit one to nine. It was one of the, the best, most formidable lineups that the Braves were going to face the entire postseason. So it, it doesn't surprise me. And it also doesn't surprise me that, you know, hey, look, we all wanted this to end here in Atlanta and, and, a game five win and to celebrate and get everything done. But this Houston Astros team is really good. And for them to come in for first off for Atlanta to go there and steal one and then to come here and win all three games at home, that was asking a lot. I'm still looking forward. You got, you only have to win one in Houston. They showed they did it earlier. I'm not terribly worried. You were asking about stress levels. I'm, I'm not terribly stressed. Well, as far as winning it at home as you're right, it sounded like a, a, just a pitcher-perfect kind of story that would end this thing, uh, especially with, like like we said earlier, the number that was thrown out was there was 130,000 around Truist Park in, in the battery. I don't know if it was quite that number. I had a couple of friends out there who were in the battery area, and when I saw photos and videos of where they were, where Rashad and, and Joey, my, a couple of my buddies were, they were way down. I mean, not quite to Wahlburgers, but they were, they were you know, down. in like Braves fans really feel, filled out uh, Truist Park and, of course, the battery tonight is, you know, they were looking for that win. But here's the thing to remember, and this was brought up in the broadcast tonight. The last team to win a World Series at home, the 2013 Boston Red Sox. Wow. It has not been done since 2013, eight years. Yes, thankfully, my, uh, you know, my public education, I can add that one up real quick. Uh, eight years since... A, a Major League Baseball championship has been brought to a team at home. So there was an uphill battle that maybe we were, maybe some of us Braves fans were a little blind to or just kind of wanted to look past. But it's the reality of where we are now that the Braves fall 9-5 to tonight and now have just a 3-2 to series lead. Once again, we want to hear from you, 404-741-0929. Uh, I know that we've got a couple of callers on the line, so let's first... Let's hear from Kaleeb. Kaleeb, you there? Hey, guys. How you doing? Go Braves. Yeah, go Braves. Hey, so first, hey, so first just to confirm that number, I got down there about 630. It took me an hour to get in. It was over 100,000 people there easily. Um, so the question you asked was, where's my stress level? Well, it's through the roof right now because we did a grand slam in the first inning. I thought the Smith was kind of kind of passive. I was, I was sitting right there in right field. And I look down, you know, toward the toward the uh, the batting cage, and I see Tucker, Tucker up there to hit. And I'm like, well, you pulled in the NLCS game where we clinched. You pulled out Ian and brought in Andre Johnson, which set up the three-run homer for us to clinch that game. Why not pull Tucker right there and bring Chavez in? I think we should have put a pinch hitter in right there. And then the, the error that Dansby made started that whole rally in the bottom of the bottom of the inning where they, where they put up two runs. 
So I, I just didn't feel like we, we did enough to try to win tonight, especially, you know, when we got up 5-4. They outscored us 9-1 after that grand slam. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little stressed with us going back to Houston, but we, we'll get there with our freed on the mound and see what happens. All right, thanks, Khalid, for the call. And and Khalid brings up a, a great point. You look at how Brian Snicker managed earlier in the season and the fact that, you know, he brings in a pinch hitter early on and Adrianza, a guy who has not been very successful so far towards the, the latter part of this season, kind of a, a forgotten piece of this Braves team, came through with a, a clutch double that that helps them in that Dodgers series. And yet in this moment, in the World Series, Brian Snicker says, no, I'll send up, you know, I'll, I'll send up a guy who's only making his fifth start who was looking pretty shaky to this point, and I'll let him hit and ultimately strike out swinging. Knox, I mean, just how, how tough is that to watch go down? Very tough. I was screaming at the TV. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll be completely honest. With you. Why? But also you look at it, you know, he threw Mentor out there. And I get that. The game was still very close, and you needed him, and, and Minter did not pitch like he had throughout the, the postseason so far. At what point do you feel that he and, and Brian Sitker just said, okay, I'm going to just get us to game six? Because you you've said this three or four times in the last two days with me. He wants to win every single game. That's right what he's here, told us. Right there, and that's exactly what he's told us. But at some point in this game, that mentality shifted. I'm not sure I hate that it shifted, but at some point in this game, it shifted. Well, see, I guess the the thing that Braves fans are going to be questioning right now is whether or not that mindset shifted too early. Uh, you know, where where does it where does it go down? Where you know, where do you give up on this game when you've got when you're in a two run deficit? Because that's where it sure felt like it felt like you get down seven to five in that fifth inning, and then we're playing a little bit of. Well, now we got to start playing for game six. And I, and I just don't know that a two-run deficit in game five of the World Series is a point to give up on a game. Uh, and maybe maybe Drew Smiley is not giving up on the game. I, I just see it as that. I don't think Smiley – no, I don't think Smiley was giving up on the game. I think leaving him in for the duration, at some point you gave up on the game. But, no, he, he got in there and – he had that two-run lead, even at the three-run lead. We've saw this Braves team come back time and time again during the postseason. The Dodgers, it's it's been phenomenal. So you always have to keep that in the back of your mind. But at some point during Smiley's few innings out there, it became, instead of the Braves can catch up, and I'm speaking for Snicker here, it became let me get through this game and save the rest of my bullpen and go out with a starter next game. 404-741-0929. We want to hear from you. And next up calling is Grant. Grant, where your uh, where's your stress level at right now? Well, it's pretty stressful. Um, I got to say that that Snicker was a little bit too confident after we got that grand slam, and we left Mentor in a little bit too long. We we should not have left him in after he walked that that main guy. He was bases loaded. We could have shut that down, and that would have ended the inning, and then we still would have had the game in our pocket. So are, are you are you putting the uh, the biggest blame on Brian Snicker tonight? I'm not going to say it's Snicker. I mean we've we had a couple really bad errors with with Dansby. Yeah. That that stretched the inning the entire entire point of that game. 
but but Snicker should not have let left Mentor in when he was not at his his peak. We had plenty of chances to change the point of that game. When we started the game with that much confidence, we needed to get somebody in there to shut that shut that point of that game down. And so sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to bring your best pitchers in to keep that keep that stress level down and let us shut that that point of that game down. So I'm just saying there was plenty of chances for us to turn this game back around. And I was down there at the battery with a bunch of my friends and we totally could have done it at that point. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, Grant. So Grant's kind of thinking maybe it was a little overconfidence and, and that would be something that I feel like we haven't really seen from Brian Snicker in this postseason. It, it seems like he's been managing this entire series like we said, as as we've got to figure this thing out, never getting too confident. I, we had a caller last night, Knox, who was actually talking about this very thing, about this idea that, well, you know, we we can't get too confident heading into Game Five and uh, and give this one away. And and unfortunately, that's that's where we're at. Maybe it wasn't Brian Snicker's overconfidence, but it was it was mismanagement, at least in my opinion, at, at a bare minimum, right? Yeah, definitely with um, having Tucker coming up to bat, that was mismanagement. But you, you still have a, a close game when you bring Minter in. And you got to look at what Minter has done in, in this postseason. I mean, heck, he's thrown 11 innings, 16 strikeouts, only two walks. He's only given up one earned run until tonight. And then things got off the rails for him. So by bringing Minter in at that point, you're, I don't think you're overconfident. At this point, you're saying, let me go out with the dog that brought me here and get me out of these middle innings so I can get to the back half of my bullpen. I don't I don't hate that he brought Minter in. I, I just think he, he left Tucker Davidson in a little too long. Yeah, all right. Well, let's hear from another caller. We've got Tom in Canton. Tom, where's your where's your stress level at right now? Well, um, I tell you what, I'm, I'm not very happy with this. I, I agree with you guys. I think it was mismanagement. I'm going, I'm watching this thing, and I'm going in the second inning, I'm going, you, you know, the game number four, he brought the kid out in the first inning. Said, and Brian Snitker's going, okay, uh, you're not doing it. You're out of here. He let this kid go to the third inning. And I'm going, what the hell's going on? I'm like you. I'm like Knox. I'm screaming at the TV. Get his ass out of there, right? Uh, go out there and do something. I think if you bring um, AJ in at the beginning of an inning, you're going to have a lot more success than you would bringing him in like he did. Because now you've got stress on him. He comes in at the beginning of the third inning. AJ would, I think, would have been fine. And how about Tyler? Bring Tyler in. What's going on? I think um, uh, this one's on Snitker. I, I really believe that he mismanages. All right. Thanks for the call, Tom. Uh, I, I think, uh, it's probably, I mean, it's, it's, it was too early at that point, uh, for, to see Tyler Matzik. Um, I don't know, maybe, I mean, Jesse Chavez is obviously the, you know, who, who comes in to kind of save that one. Maybe he should have come in early. I, at least I think so. Um, I'm, I'm at least, it's just, I think what's so tough was you have the, you know, leaving Tucker Davidson out there a little too long. 
And then you have what happened with AJ Mentor. And, and it's it's so difficult to see a guy you've relied on like that fail in that moment because it would have been so much easier to throw darts if it's a guy like Luke Jackson who goes out there and blows it in that moment. Oh, we're, we're you know, it's a lot easier for us to throw darts at him. But what say you, Braves fans? 404-741-0929. We're going to keep this thing going. We want to hear from you. What's your stress level like? And, well, who are you putting the blame on for tonight's game as the Braves lose 9-5 to to the Astros and lead the series three games to two and head back to Houston on Tuesday? Caleb Johnson in with Knox Bardeen on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now back to our Braves recap show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Well, Braves fans, it's an unfortunate loss in Game 5 tonight at home. Braves fall 9-5 to to the Astros to now lead the series three games to two. Caleb Johnson in with my co-host, Knox Bardeen. As it's, uh, it's a tough one. I mean, it's one of those... Everything, as as we've been talking tonight, all of the momentum was going into this is the night, this is the game. The Braves can clinch this thing in front of the home fans and and take the first World Series since 1995, and yet it it doesn't happen. You know, we've talked about the Grand Slam coming out, everything that that happens, the momentum that it, it felt like this Braves team had and yet it didn't shift that way, and it's it's really tough. It's disappointing. Uh, the Georgia Department of Public Health encourages Braves fans to support the home team. Go Braves. Visit dph.georgia.gof forward slash COVID hyphen vaccine. Knox, uh, before we get to any other calls we may have, um, just kind of wrapping up what we saw from tonight's game. Um, I mean, as far as... Those pitching decisions, those the, the first off Tucker Davidson and the fact that he goes longer that we may have thought you were reading to me a quote uh, during the break that Brian Snicker, it seems like the plan was all along for Tucker Davidson to go as long as he did. Yeah, he said that he wanted to stretch him out to to rest the bullpen for for lack. And I'm not going to sit here and read the quote; it was rather lengthy. But he's in his post game. We're watching on TV, and he said they wanted him to go two, maybe even a little more, to help that bullpen get some rest. And and I completely get that. But at some point, you've got to go back to the Brian Snicker, what he's always told us: that I want to win today. And I, I think he relied on on that a little too long, trying to stretch him out. Yeah. So it's it sounds to me it's like a little bit of. Uh, that old school Snitker and, you know, trying to have a game plan. And that's, I think that's what makes it. It's what made tonight so tough for the Braves is, is you can look at it in one way as well. Brian Snitker, all he had to do was manage for tonight. He, he, all he had to do was figure it out. You were Knox. You have been telling me that, that Snit said that Max Fried was potentially available. Had things gone a different direction. And that was something that we had discussed, uh, you know, the last couple of nights, which was, Hey, if you know the Braves are this close to things, maybe you get a starter who gives you a relief appearance and and gets you through. However, Brian Snicker managing this one, at least it seems like early on and definitely later on with Drew Smiley as well, we've got to save this bullpen that has been so dominant for us, it's been so good for us. 
Uh, and so he gives Tyler Matzik the night off. He gives Luke Jackson the night off. Uh, but goes with A.J. Mentor, who got last night off, and yet it seems like the rest, uh, it wasn't enough, or it just wasn't A.J. Mentor's night as as he gives up runs in the fifth inning, and that's when it really felt like it was starting to slip away, and it seems like that was the pivotal moment where Brian Snicker decides, you know what, I've got to start planning for a game six on Tuesday. It just... It seems so difficult to me as as a Braves fan who wanted to see this be a win to to shift that early and and just down two runs to we got to figure this thing out game six. Yeah, and he at eight five, I think that's when he made that decision. He was going to stick with Smiley for the rest of the way. And, and let's face it, in the in the seventh inning, Smiley got incredibly lucky with that Bregman pop up. He threw that ball right down the middle. He grooved yeah. it, and Bregman just got a little bit under it. That could have been a home run ball that changed the the game even more. So he sees this, and he sticks with um, Smiley. And at that point, we're now looking at game six, maybe even game seven in Houston. You're going down there with, with two of the, the, the two starters you have left in Freed and Ian Anderson, and you've got a fully rested bullpen. And I think if you're Snicker, and I think Braves fans out there should be listening to us right now saying, the Braves are in a pretty good situation. It's not going to be at home, but they're in a pretty good situation right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in a good situation, up three games to two. I think what part of the thing of what makes tonight tough is you get some pretty impressive performances from a couple of Astros hitters who had not been very successful. You've got uh, everything that happened from Martin Maldonado tonight, a guy who, if I remember, I saw the stat earlier, he had like three hits this postseason heading into this game. And then you've got what you saw from Marwin Gonzalez, who hits a single that scores that seventh run, and that was his first hit since October third. Yeah. You know, you're just you're you're seeing the Astros do what we've kind of seen from the Braves so far this postseason, which is get production out of guys who haven't done a whole lot, uh, and it ultimately prevails them. You know, into uh, a nine five win. Let's uh, let's go back to the phone lines four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Want to hear from Jordan? Hey, how are you guys tonight? Well, could be better, obviously, but uh, where's Jordan? Jordan, where's your stress level at tonight with how things went? It's up there tonight. I I was expecting the Braves to win it and close it out here in Atlanta, but we got game six to look forward to, and I think with Max Fried pitching, he's going to get it done for us, and our bats are going to come alive again. Yeah, thanks for the call, Jordan, and and he's completely and right. Uh, I appreciate what you guys do as well for hey, ninety two nine. Hey, we thank thank you so much, Jordan. Uh, this is you know it's obviously tonight is not a fun one, Knox, but getting to do this show has definitely been fun. Uh, but Knox, let's look at Game Six, and, and like this is the reality now: is the Braves go to Houston on Tuesday night and need just. One win. Game six is where the 95 Braves took the series, and so maybe you get some history repeating itself. Max Freed is going to be on the mound. How confident are you, Knox, with Max Freed and and just everything that the Braves are going to bring into that game six? I love it. I you know 
yeah, I would like to have the win sure, right now. But sure, I, yeah. I love the situation. You have to get one win in Houston. You get two tries, and you've got two solid pitchers going. Max Fried spins the ball fantastically. You've got a fully rested bullpen. I, I still think your your hitters are hitting the ball. We saw Austin Raleigh tonight just nail a couple of balls. Went three for four. Uh, uh, Freeman had that bomb. I, I think all your guys are hitting and like they're supposed to. Maybe there's a question mark about your three-hole and what to do with Ozzy Albies, and maybe you can get into that with your opinion. Are they going to keep him in a three-hole or not? But I, I, I think I'm okay. I'm at a much lower stress level than everyone out. Now, talk to me after Tuesday night. If we're going to a Game 7, my stress level might be raised a little bit. Yeah, I think the one thing that has me very nervous about this Game 6 is the fact that, ev- look, everyone's going to be expecting, because it is Max Fried, because he is one of the young guns, because he has been the ace of this Braves team, the guy that you should be able to trust the most, especially after Charlie Morton goes down in game one. But his game two performance was not something that gets you real excited. Max Fried in game two went five innings, gave up seven hits, six earned runs, uh, and, and 86 pitches. Like that was that was the loss, the 7-2 loss in game two that was one that a lot of people were like, well, you know what, at least we split the series, at least we can come back home and 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 win it at home. We haven't done that now. Uh, and it's just the fact that a guy that I should have a lot of faith in right now, I don't know what it, we're going to get from him because of the what have you done for me lately. Well, and go back to his, last, his previous start to that against the Dodgers. He gave up five earned runs on eight hits there, too. So his last two starts have been suboptimal. I, I kind of wish you were in a situation where you could throw Ian Anderson in Game Six, absolutely, and Max Freed to Game Seven because the Braves. First off, Ian Anderson has thrown much better than Freed in the last couple of starts, but also the Braves have been trying to use Ian Anderson at home more than on the road because he's such a young kid. But I, I wish they could make that flip. I don't think it could happen. But if 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 I could change, give him an extra day's rest, that's what I would do. Game Six will be Tuesday night. We'll be back right here following the final out of that game to break it all down. Hopefully, we're popping, you know, popping some bottles and uh, enjoying a Braves World Series, the first one since 1995. Max Fried going against what we assume could be Luis Garcia for Houston, but we'll have to wait and see as the Braves lead the series three games to two as things shift to Houston on Tuesday. Thanks, everybody, for calling in tonight and listening. For my co-host, Knox Bardeen, I am Caleb Johnson. Let's go Braves. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t